The Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Everybody, we're back here at uh, at DockerCon, another CloudCast uh, here in San Francisco, DockerCon 2015. Uh, getting into the afternoon, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, about security because security is a big deal. We don't always talk about it on the show because sometimes it gets outside of our domain. But um, announcements, announcements, announcements. Yeah, all the announcements <laughs> this morning, whether it's here at DockerCon or it's been from other people lately, it's. Uh, everyone wants to run containers, but can you make them secure? So we went off and uh, did some digging and found the two security guys from Docker. So we're excited to have Nathan and Diogo here. Um, tell us about yourself. You guys are, are sort of the, the security guys at Docker, but really uh, you've done some pretty heavy security on other stuff in the background. So tell us about where you've been. Um, so, yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, this is Diogo. Um, Nathan is here with us, too. Howdy. Uh, me and Nathan were actually leading the security teams at Square together. So we actually met around four and a half years ago when we joined Square in the span of two weeks of each other. And essentially, from the start, we built a security team where there was only one person over there at Square. And so over these past four and a half years, we joined Docker in February, so around four months ago. Uh, We really had a lot of exposure to large-scale security, to payments, as you mentioned, payment security, um, to really what, what, what matters in terms of when you're moving money, this is the security that you want to talk about. Right. Not only that, doing it at scale. And so we learned a lot about services. We learned a lot about microservices. And then around four months ago, um, at, at the beginning of uh, February, we together decided to join Docker. And we knew that Docker was, was having a bad time in the media and having a bad rep with security. So we thought that joining and doing, um, really putting into the Docker container what we had already built at scale that moves hundreds of millions of dollars per day was really the right thing to do. Right. And it was going to get us a lot of impact. So that's so, what we did. So you guys have dealt with uh, huge buzz companies, obviously. I mean, Square, whether it was because of Jack or because they were reinventing the, you know, the credit card industry, it's going crazy. And then you guys were trying to build a security model around somebody reinventing an industry. So like th- this, this pace of change doesn't freak you out, or at least you've been through it, right? Right, exactly. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of, need to move extremely fast when we were at Square. So we kind of took that as a given. Uh, We need to allow uh, ourselves to move fast and for developers to move fast. And so within that constraint, it led to a lot of interesting designs that we think directly apply to things like Docker. So uh, things like building security into the platform itself so that developers get a bunch of stuff for free ends up being extremely high leverage activity. So we're really looking forward to doing a bunch of that stuff and making it very easy to do the secure and correct thing. Yeah. So you talked about, you know, uh, four or five months ago when you joined on, but, you know, I don't want to say Docker was getting a bad rap, but but, but it was the, the, the problem of it's growing really quickly, lots of companies are interested in it, and then, you know, is it secure? Do, you know, how far can I go? Like, how much of what you guys were hearing on the outside kind of going like, I don't know if that's real, you know, like it, it just needs education around it, or how much was you guys brought a new set of patterns to what they did um, that was just experience-based? I would say that there are definitely patterns that we brought. There's definitely large-scale experience of dealing with, for example, a mutual TLS infrastructure Mm -hmm. where every single service at Square from one service to the other service was mutually authenticated four years ago. Um, It's essentially from the beginning. And hardware security back, 
all of that stuff was definitely experience that we brought to the table. But the way that we're asking these questions and the, the usual question around is Docker secure or our container secure is usually the wrong question to ask. Yeah. The real question here is do containers reduce your organizational risk? That's a question that should be asked. And that is definitely something that is around education. Because the reality is that right now, if you have an application deployed in your infrastructure, whether it's on bare metal or it's on a VM, right now, if you deploy it inside of a Docker container, you only make it safer. Not only that, you make it a lot safer. You're adding all of the isolation that Docker has, all the capabilities uh, that has. Docker has less than half of the Linux capabilities by default. You have SE Linux policies, you have AppArmor policies, you have all of these things that you get for free. So really, Docker gives you security by default and isolation by default. And therefore, deploying an application inside of Docker is making applications safer. So it really is not about are containers secure, is are your organization going to be safer by deploying containers? And the answer is absolutely yes. Interesting, interesting. Uh, and, and how much do you find people believe, you know, people go, okay, that's intuitive versus non-intuitive. I mean, how, how much do you have to explain when you say, like, it's absolutely more secure, it comes... You know, what's the what's that conversation sound like? How do you how do you walk people through that? Yeah, I think it's a it's an interesting conversation. I think a lot of folks right now, they hear that idea for the first time and it intuitively makes sense. But there is some digging into it that you need to do. There's uh, some fundamental understanding about uh, the Linux, Linux kernels. really evolution over the past 10 years that uh, just a bunch of features have been added, but up till Docker's um, really like release, they hadn't been usable. So you had all these really complicated features like SE Linux and capabilities and other other stuff that we're adding now that were just difficult to use. Yeah. And so putting them into the application deploy framework and then getting them for free is a big win. And so once you explain the features and then how it is literally no thought has to go into applying them, people people start to understand that this is a big win. Gotcha. Gotcha. Makes sense. Makes sense. So let's go to the keynote from today for a little bit. Um, new uh, Docker Notary was a demo given and kind of an announcement, if you will. Yep. Um, tell us a little bit about what is it for those that didn't follow along? What is it? Where does it all fit? And so open yeah. source, not open source, product, project, you know, take right. us through all that. Yeah. Uh, so today, for the, those that have not watched the video, you should totally go back and watch the video. But we released a tool uh, called Notary. Notary essentially is a um, tool that is totally separate from uh, Docker's toolkit right now. It's totally independent and allows you to have trusts over any collection of data. So it is completely generic in that sense. It allows you to essentially, whether... It is RPMs, whether it's a GitHub repo, whether there are containers that you're protecting, or just files or your backups or your own, your own pictures. You can have trust over these, over this data. And you can have it with something that is called Tough, which is D-Update Framework, which really is a bleeding edge way for you to have. It's a framework that's a bleeding edge or a bleeding edge way that describes how updates should be done, how keys should be rotated, how things should be generated, how things should be handled. That is light years in front of what is out there. So right now, the large majority of the software deployment mechanisms, um, usually package managers, are are behind in terms of security. And this is uh, about leapfrogging that and us taking our time to create something that can be used on the internet to really secure internet delivery. Before we had, for example, we have silos. We know that the Mac App Store does something similar. We know that um, Android has similar mechanisms for signature and delivery. But these are Walden Gar- Wal- uh, Golden Gardens, right? Yes. Right. Uh, so they're right. 
not open, they are not the internet. And what we created was essentially a tool for anyone, including ourselves, a Docker, to use to distribute this, this, this data in a, in a safe fashion. Um, so talk about the basics. Like, what, what is the architecture? It's sort of a client-server architecture with a way to keep keys. Give, give folks the, the basic building blocks of what's in there. Sure. So it's um, basically built up of two utilities. Uh, the first is a, a server piece, which uh, allows you to host your trusted collections. So what you're, what you're actually hosting there is signed collections of content and uh, what effectively amounts to metadata about your packages. So your packages or your content can be distributed through any mechanism, existing mechanism like HTTP servers, whatever, have you, what have you. And then the trust gets pulled from a notary server. And the interface for pulling from that notary server is our command line utility called Notary. Okay. And what Notary does is it allows you to do key management, so both creation of keys so you can sign your content, but then also specifying which publishers you'd like to trust. So um, basically just client-server utility with an expectation that folks will be running servers and will be using Notary to verify content. Okay. And uh, Notary is essentially, the, the fact that it's dynamic and reusable, really shown in our demo and where we essentially showed a better way of doing curl pipe to bash. And that way was you curl the content, you pipe to Notary that only allows it to pipe back to bash if the content is signed. So this was kind of like the big splash where I ran on my laptop uh, rm-rf commands that would have worked if Notary had failed. So it was a big <laughs> tense moment where I was about to delete all of my laptop's contents and uh, Notary came through and actually worked. And in terms of um, open source, Notary was open source today uh, while I was giving the keynote. So that was awesome. Yeah. Right now we already are up to 100 stars on GitHub and we're really calling out to the security community to help us. This is not a final product, something that is being designed, something that is being interacted with, and there's tons and tons and tons of people on the ecosystem that are working with us uh, on this, and we would love to have your help for requests, comments, suggestions. You can access it on github.com slash docker slash notary. Cool. So, um, so there, there's been some other stuff that's been out there. For, so um, security is going through this weird thing, right? So it always used to be perimeter security, and, and now it's getting to... You know, there is no perimeter. It's you've got to sort of secure the squishy middle and all these sort of things. And we're seeing some projects, uh, for example, like VMware came out with something called Project Lightwave, which is sort of this, you're going to have containers and then I want to be able to authenticate where it runs and so forth. What, what's your guys' take on not where security should be, but like, is there is there a thought process for developers versus an operations team? Or is that is it bad to sort of break them apart? Or what what do you guys think about that stuff? Yeah, so we're definitely fans of uh, security in depth. Uh, focusing simply on um, any one particular thing ends up leaving you with blind spots and holes. Um, so it uh, ends up being a far better approach to really build security into each layer of the application. And there, there are particular, um, particular things you want to do at each level. For example, in an application, you want to worry about authentication and authorization, whereas in a, a network scenario, you want to work about like worry about like network segmentation and configuration, things like that. So we're definitely fans of building in multiple layers, having this sort of like um, wall around the outside and then having everything be squishy in the middle ends up uh, being quite a bad model. And there's a lot of the, a lot of the problems that come, come from an assumption that any one particular thing will hold up against all attacks. Gotcha. And I think an additional point uh, that builds upon what Nathan just said is that for the majority of our history in security, we've always had security be at the wrong layer. Mm -hmm. We've always put, historically, firewalls, 
sure. stateful firewalls. You cannot use stateful firewalls anymore, not if you have any kind of scale. That is the wrong model. So right now, what we're seeing is that you need application security. And it, it's coming to the upper layers. You need, as Nathan mentioned, authentication and authorization. You need this at the application layer, not at layer three or layer four, not at the network or the transport right. layer, right? This is not what you should do. Yeah, just like anything else in our industry, everything's moving up stack. That is correct. Security that, needs to as well. And we need to surface the applications that these are, these are the constraints that you're working with. It's not something magic that you send a packet to this IP and all of a sudden this works. No, there, there is this entity on the other side that you're authenticated and authorized, and you actually can make decisions around, is this person authorized or not? It's not just magically send data on the other side and hope that everything goes well. That is the wrong abstraction. Right. Right. Now, um, so, and I don't know that there's a good answer to this, but I'll sort of throw it out there. So you guys talked earlier about a lot of the taking advantage of things that are in Linux, you know, yeah. uh, or and just turning them on or making mm-hmm. them easier to use and so forth. Um, one of Docker's big partners now is Microsoft. And That's so right. they're trying to make, you know, containers for Windows and so forth. Like, is, is Notary something that, because obviously Linux security versus Windows security, different histories, different things people understand, like, is Notary something that'll sort of go, you don't have to worry about the OS because we're going to kind of abstract that above it? Or are you guys getting involved at all with the, the Windows plus Docker stuff to look at that from a security? Because that's a big space of attack threats yeah, and things that, like that. That's a great question. So as everything Docker, we really try to make everything um, consistent, form, consistent yeah. and works everywhere, right? Because we want to be the middle layer. And Notary is no exception. Okay. Notary will work on Linux the same way that it works on Windows uh, because essentially it's operating on metadata and it's operating at the application layer. So it's okay. describing metadata around data. And that is consistent across all platforms. So it, it is essentially a matter for us to make sure that our binaries run well on Windows and they will from day one. So you will be able to, from Windows, interact with data that is signed by Linux and the reverse is also true. Oh, nice. Very nice. Very cool. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up a little bit. Um, what's the, you know, anybody who's interested in security. So obviously you can go take a look at Notary. You can contribute to it. But in terms of like Docker best practices or yep. anything else, like what's the best way to go digging into what they should be doing, the new patterns they should be thinking about? That is a great question. So we've released three things in the past month and a half that you should absolutely take a look at. Number one we have a white paper, Introduction to Container Security, that we released on a blog post. So if you go to Docker's blog, you search for uh, either my name or you search for Containers Best Practices or Nathan's name, and you'll find all of the blog posts that we've wrote about this. Cool. Number two, together with the community, we launched exactly that, a list of best practices of how to configure your Docker daemon and Docker hosts and Docker containers, together with CIS, which is the Center for Internet Security. So really is this third party um, and the community came together. For example, we, we worked with VMware to create this SIS uh, Docker benchmark for version 1.6 that really has point by point what you should do, how you should configure your base host, how you should configure your containers. And finally, there's something called Docker Bench that you can access at dockerbench.com. Oh yeah, I saw that. Which is essentially a utility that automates this process. And it's actually really cool because it's a container that tests your containers. So by running it, it tells you all the other containers, are they running with the right settings? Are they running with the appropriate settings? And we're really turning this into a community project that users can come and submit. And, and will you be able to put that like into your Jenkins workflows and things like I mean, is that something that, that you can get into continuous integration pipelines? And that stuff? is absolutely something you can get into continuous pipelines. And in the future, we'll definitely give you more tools that can run in containers to test themselves. Very for example, just two days ago on the, ha- on the Docker Hackathon, so for DockerCon 2015 on Saturday, one of the teams actually came up with 
something that integrates Dockerbench with Swarm. So it's essentially running Dockerbench on every single Swarm cluster and returns all the results in an aggregation of every single container that you're running in production. Oh, so cool. these kinds of powerful tools are being built by the community on top of building blocks that we're building. So we've been really successful with these kinds of tools. That's sweet. That's Very cool. That's awesome. All right. So where can everyone kind of go to get more information, find out more about y'all? So uh, we just actually launched a new website uh, right up in the lead up to DockerCon. And there's a security page on there. I think it's docker.com slash security. Okay. Uh, we'll be aggregating a bunch of our information there. And then um, in the in the repos, both for RunC, the new split out of Loop Container into an open project, plenty of contributions can go there. And also to our, our notary repo at uh, github.com slash docker slash notary. And the final one, if you're um, on IRC, then you can get us uh, on docker-security. So hashtag docker-security on IRC. Sounds fantastic. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank uh, you. We are out of time for today. You can follow us on Twitter at thecloudcastnet, or you can reach us on the web at thecloudcast.net, where you can find links to everything Cloudcast. Uh, thank you for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you next week.